everyone. Welcome to the Let It Be podcast. I'm your host, Becky Ziegenfuss. Each show, I share conversations around purpose and promise. We talk about friendships, family, faith, all the favorite things. Make this your time. So whatever you have to do, let it go, let it wait, let it be. Welcome to another episode of the Let It Be podcast. For those of you who joined us last week, you got to hear from my friend, Brandis Rosander, as she was our guest host and got to interview me about me. And for those of you who are wondering, I had a fantastic birthday week. So thank you for all the well wishes and all the love. Today, I have a relatively new friend with me, someone who has spent time in somewhat of a traditional classroom, but has just recently begun a new endeavor with her own business called Casa Design Consulting. So today, I have my friend, Christine Trimmer. Christine, why don't you tell us a little bit about yourself, and then we're going to get into what Casa Design Consulting is in just a little bit. Absolutely. Thank you so much for having me, Becky. This is so exciting. I'm Uh, so glad that you're here. And And we love teachers. Yeah. Okay. That's great because (laughs) we need all the love right now. It is so exhausting to be a teacher right now. Mm -hmm. Um, But thank you and happy belated birthday. Thank you. And happy birthday to your son. I know. So special. It's it's, September is a really busy birthday month in my whole family because I have a birthday. My parents have an anniversary. Then Drew has a birthday. And then my niece and nephew who are twins have a birthday all within a week. So we do one big family celebration and, you know, kill a lot of birds with one stone. <laughs> I love that though. I love celebrating, especially birthdays, but I also am a huge fan of new months. So every oh, time yeah. there's a new month, when I flip the calendar, I'm like, yay. That is fun. That <laughs> it is just fun. feels like a fresh start. So Super cool. Um, Well, I am Christine Trimmer, and I am a teacher. I work at a Montessori school right now. Um, Montessori is basically just um, this really awesome technique of teaching where Mm -hmm. we combine some traditional techniques along with very hands-on learning and multi-age groupings. So I actually teach first, second, and third grade all in the same classroom. Um, And they're wonderful, but also crazy, (laughs) Um, especially during a pandemic. That is a lot. But um, I'm a teacher. I also graduated from Xavier. That's where I got my degree. And that's when I moved to Cincinnati. I'm originally from Indiana, uh, married and have a giant schnauzer here (laughs) in Cincinnati. You know, it's funny. I went to, not that I remember this, but I went to a Montessori preschool And tell us a little bit about what the Montessori way of education is compared to a traditional classroom. And are you all in person right now? Great question. Um, Yes, we are in person. I have a full classroom right now, but they also had the choice to be virtual. So I'm also teaching virtually at the same time. Mm, Two jobs. (laughs) Exactly. (laughs) Exactly. Um, Montessori, in a nutshell, is super sensory. So mm-hmm. it's very touching, feeling, experiencing. And with that, I take kids outside often mm-hmm. and we go touch and feel leaves. And that's when we do our leaf study. Mm-hmm. Um, and then we bring it back into the classroom. All of the math materials are all beads. They're all tactile. Okay. Um, so that the kids can physically see and move why math is the way that it is, right? So one of my favorite materials is called the stamp game. And 
there's like units, tens, hundreds, thousands, and the kids actually build those numbers understanding the place value. So it's um, just looking at the big picture of things in Montessori. And then it's also multi-age. So I love that mainly because the kids learn leadership from a Mm. very, very young age. So my third graders are what I call the leaders. So they actually can give lessons to the first graders Mm. um, if it's something that they're really strong in. And then if it's something, if they're weaker with something, then we can pair them with a first grader and we call them buddies um, or a second grader. And that helps build their confidence also because they're not being pulled out all the time. And I would think it would also reinforce the skills that they've already learned themselves Absolutely. as they're teaching it to younger exactly students. oh yeah and it, it just boosts their confidence it goes through the roof it's amazing yeah. that is amazing I'm actually surprised that it's not because we have seen a shift in I don't know the last 5 10 15 years in more more homeschool mm-hmm. options um, more private schooling going on I'm surprised that we haven't seen even a greater uptick in a Montessori structured learning environment as well. Yeah, it is very popular here in Cincinnati because of Xavier. Mm-hmm. Actually, they have a Montessori teachers program. And so all the teachers that come out of that program want to stay here, yeah. <laughs> ironically. Yeah, so there <laughs> are a lot of Montessori schools here. Um, but that also tends to make it challenging for people sure. to get jobs right out of school here in Cincinnati gotcha. um, because all the teachers are, are, are already here. Yeah, there's <laughs> right. a lot of competition. Right. Well, as you know, faith for me is something that really forms the foundation of who I am, the work I do, and the things that I love. So how has your faith kind of led you to the road that you're on right now currently? Man, um, I don't know what I would do without faith, that's for sure. But I have to say, when I was listening to your podcast about your birthday week, uh-huh. you talked about having this vanilla testimony. And I was yeah. like, oh, yeah, yeah, I resonate with that for sure. Um, especially, like you said, coming into um, a new community or something where they're like, share your share your story. Yeah. I'm like, mm-hmm. <laughs> so I grew up Catholic and have a lot of respect for that faith. I love it. Um, but through that, like I, I just had a really great experience as a child. Mm. Um, in the Catholic faith, loved getting my sacraments. Like I remember so vividly my first communion mm-hmm. and putting on the white dress and like walking mm-hmm. down the aisle and just feeling so, 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 so special. Um, but that journey, I didn't have good community mm. in high school. So um, through in the Catholic faith. Yeah. And I think that is kind of where I started searching for something deeper, something more. Mm. Um, but it took me a while. It took me from high school into college, I started at Xavier, which is a Jesuit, Jesuit co- mm-hmm. Catholic college and, um, would go to church every week, but didn't feel, didn't feel confident in my personal faith journey. Mm. And it really wasn't until I started doing courageous things wow. that I really gained confidence in my faith. So, um, in college, I got a scholarship to study abroad in South Africa and do uh, research. And that was the craziest experience of my life. Um, I was asked to, one of the, one of the regulations of this scholarship is that you have to go alone. So you have to pick a a country that you've never been to, um, which I had never been out of the country. Go big or go home. Right, exactly. That's exactly how I felt. Go by yourself. You're a Canada, female. not an option. And literally, yeah. So, so I was like, cool, 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 cool. Um, and anyways, that was definitely the 
absolute most pivotal time mm. for my faith journey because I went to South Africa by myself, knew, knowing nobody. Yeah. And I arrived and literally everything went wrong. Like mm. all of the planning that I had done for months, everything went wrong. I um, arrived and my bags did not follow me. Mm-hmm. So I was without my any of my things for five days <laughs> and the wow. place that I was supposed to be staying at um they told me that it was an orphanage and that it was connected to a church and I had a friend of a friend who had been there before they went there for the world cup and they just like happened to stay at this place and they said it was wonderful but they had stayed there obviously a while ago <laughs> and um when I arrived I found out that not only was it it was an orphanage but it was an orphanage and recovery unit. So it was all of these women and men that had been addicted to drugs and they were staying in this compound to heal. Um, and then if they had children, the children got to stay there. Um, but the children had to stay separately from them. And then I found out that I was living in the same building as all of these recovering addicts. And I'm a young, super young single woman and in a foreign country and it was just terrifying I mean at the time I was dating Dan um he was definitely yes my husband sorry (laughs) and he was definitely my rock through that um I used up all of my minutes on my phone immediately calling my mom calling my dad calling Dan and just sobbing like Mm. I don't know what to do I don't know where to go from this um I don't feel safe Mm -hmm. and all of them just said like, Hey, we're praying for you and let's pray together. And then they suggested like journaling and writing Mm -hmm. down my prayers and writing down my whole story as I'm there. And I remember sitting out on the grass, like on the hillside in in Africa and the sun was setting. Mm -hmm. And I remember journaling and sobbing and writing down like, God, I do not know what you like what is your plan here why would you put me in this situation um and how how do I get out of it right how do I get out of it safely how long were you supposed to be there I was supposed to be there for two months um I ended up being there for six weeks and then coming home a little bit early um but yeah this was probably day two that this happened and which I also think is kind of a, a really cool part of the story because you know, I really hadn't been there that long and God was already revealing Mm. to me, Hey, this wasn't a trip for you. This wasn't Mm. a trip for your research. This was a trip for me to enter into your heart and into your mind and to be your focal point. Wow. Um, and that was so, so cool. That's amazing. And it's amazing that he does those kinds of things when, when he's asking us to be brave. Right. And he has kind of removed all the securities that yes. we have always known yes. so that he can say, now it's time to really lean on me. Right. And I am a six. So mm-hmm. uh, on the Enneagram, yep. and I love security. So yeah. ask all the questions. <laughs> yes. Think of all the things that could go wrong. <laughs> exactly. And make so, sure you're prepared for it all. <laughs> so this was a really, really interesting moment for me. So you mentioned Dan, your husband, mm-hmm. and that he's he's been your rock through this experience. Um, and I know you are parents of a large pup yeah. as well. Uh, tell me just a little bit about what you all have gone through in your journey together and, um, you know, just some of the experiences that you've been on and 
we all know that relationships are mountains and valleys and we've all been in those spaces. But tell me a little bit about how that has kind of impacted your world. Absolutely. This is a really long story though. (laughs) No, we have, um, we have all the stories. Dan and I met at a wedding here in Cincinnati, which I just think is a really fun little Mm -hmm. tidbit to our story. Um, and he is so great at telling the story and he like, will never let me tell the story because he thinks he's so funny when he tells it. But (laughs) well, he is pretty funny. He is. Oh, he's hysterical. (laughs) He makes me laugh every single day, which is one of the reasons I love him. But, um, yeah, we met at a wedding and it was actually going back to the South Africa trip that the wedding was on a Sunday and it was for people that I had never met before. But my roommate in college, she was friends with them. Okay. She asked me to be her plus one last minute. Um, and I was supposed to be going to a meeting for my trip to South Africa. Oh, my goodness. And I completely bailed on it because I'm like, mm, free food and dancing? Yes. Yes. <laughs> sign me up. And I met my husband that night. So wow, that is crazy. All part of God's plan. Um, but anyway, so we met at this wedding and... Dan just is, he's very funny and he's very personable. I instantly felt really welcomed by him and very loved. And, um, we dated for a year and a half and that was really wonderful. We were here in Cincinnati. Mm -hmm. We just had so much fun together. Um, but during that, we also had a lot of hard conversations, one of which was about faith. Mm. Um, he also grew up Catholic, but did not have a good experience mm. in the Catholic faith growing up and also didn't feel like he had good community. Mm. And in high school, that is when he um, started to find community and started to grow in his faith. Um, and when I met him, he was just such a strong Christian and he loved the Lord so, so much. And that was so cool to see. Mm. It was, um, he just set a really good example for me. Mm. Um, and I loved just seeing the way he talked about Jesus with anyone. Mm -hmm. That was something I had never experienced before Mm. in a man. So I was very, very drawn to that. And when we started dating, it became a conversation of, well, where are we going to go to church? Where are we, you know, how are we going to mm-hmm. grow our faith journey together? Um, and that actually led to a lot of challenging conversations. Um, and it taught me a lot about compromise, taught mm-hmm. me a lot about, um, you know, how God said that when you, when you marry, you leave your father and your mother and you cling to your husband, you cling mm-hmm. to your spouse. Um, that has been a really long journey for me to learn that. Mm. Um, my parents just were very, very, they're very opinionated. They're very firm in their beliefs. Mm-hmm. Um, and I don't, I don't think that's a wrong thing, but it did lead me to have some insecurities about my own beliefs and my mm. own independent journey. Mm-hmm. Um, but Dan was there. He was my rock in South Africa. I mean, he wrote me a letter every single week and wow. he folded them all up and he told me not to open them until Wednesdays. Cause that's our day. Um, that was when we had our first date it was on a Wednesday and I obviously through that trip couldn't wait. So right. it was like day right. one and I'm opening right. all the letters. <laughs> um, but that's just how he is. He's just very, very thoughtful and, um, sentimental, which is really, really sweet. But our journey started getting challenging, actually, specifically once we got married. We were engaged long distance. 
I moved to Nashville for work. Mm -hmm. I was living in Nashville and he was still here in Cincinnati. Um, and we had our entire engagement long distance, which was very challenging. Mm -hmm. And then once we got married, he decided to move to Nashville Mm -hmm. with me. Um, and that experience for him, I think was one of the most pivotal moments in his life, but also the most challenging because he was leaving his community. Yeah. And mm-hmm. he had built a very strong community mm-hmm. here, which I admire and envy a little yeah. bit, honestly. Yeah. Um, that's something I just didn't grow up with. I didn't grow up with, you know, family and friends and faith-filled people in my life in this really tight-knit community. And you know him. He's like yeah. friends with everybody. Yes. <laughs> Like blank walls. Literally, we were in homage (laughs) the other day shopping, and all of a sudden the girl goes, hey, um, you know, do you know Dan Trimmer? And he's like, I am Dan Trimmer. I was like, this is not real life. But anyway, so um, yeah, so when we got married, he moved to Nashville, and he underwent um, some depression that was undiagnosed, and that just caused a lot of a lot of challenges in our in our marriage. Uh, six months into our marriage, his dad, we came we came home from our honeymoon, and his dad had a stroke. Wow. And Dan drove all the way to Philly, which is where his dad was at mm. when it happened. And uh, you know, we didn't think he was going to make it, honestly. So that was right after we right. got married. Then it was a f- couple months later. Dan lost his job, mm. um, and he didn't get another job for a couple months. So it was just. It was really, really hard. Um, And from all of that came a lot of arguments and a lot of disagreements and a lot of distance between us. Uh, It really felt like the steepest mountain to climb. Mm. I was so uncertain, again, kind of like in South Africa, where, like, okay, God, why did you put me in this position? Like, I know that marriage was what you wanted for us. I know Mm -hmm. that that's why you put Dan into my life. So why, why bring about all these challenges for us? And it just felt so frustrating. Mm -hmm. Um, and it really was the first we've been married now for five years and which is super fun. Thanks. Five is a big milestone. Five was great. Five was great. Yeah, no. Um, but the first like three and a half years were so challenging. I mean, yeah. I didn't feel like myself. I cried all the time. <laughs> like you met, you've mentioned community multiple times yeah. from um like that beginning faith building block to not having community when you went to South Africa and then to Dan having so much community. Mm-hmm. So how has that played a role because we talk a lot about community. I talk a lot about community because I, to me, it is just so critical in everyone's life. So how has that played a role in where you've been and where you're going? So it's taught me that community is number one. Mm -hmm. I mean, I don't know what I would do without my community that I have right now. Mm -hmm. Moving to Nashville, I didn't have community. I had to grow it while I was there. And yet Dan was leaving his. Exactly. So a challenge there. Right, because I had already kind of established one Mm -hmm. um, by the time he moved. So that was more, even more challenging for him, I think, was to have to jump onto the community that I had built. Mm -hmm. Um, And then moving back to Cincinnati, it was like, oh, cool. Like, now I have another 
another clean slate that I have to start over again. Um, But I wouldn't give up my current community literally for the world. Um, I was talking to some of my friends last night, actually, we were at Madry and I was just saying like how grateful I am to have them in my life. And I was, you know, kind of listing the people that are in my life right now that always have my back. Um, And it was a long list and it was so wonderful to have that, um, have that feeling. And I also <laughs> attribute the community aspect to the fact that I used to not be an open person. Mm. Um, I used to be very private, mm-hmm. uh, specifically with my relationships, specifically with um, anything that was personal in regards to my family. And after South Africa, I realized, like, what is the point in doing that? I, I wasn't growing friendships by doing that. I was growing friendships by being honest and by be, being open and real um, and raw telling people the hard things and explaining to people um, that I've had to lean on God during those, during those hard times. That's what has, that's, what's given me friends. That's what's given me community. And I, I love it now um, because my, my closest friends are always giving me accolades and acknowledgements about the fact that I am so open. Mm. And I always kind of laugh to myself because I'm like, well, I wasn't always that way. I literally literally made the decision to do that because I needed friends. Yeah. And it's helped me a lot. I think it's been, if 2020 hasn't shown us, I mean, it's shown us a lot of stuff, Mm. but I feel like the biggest takeaway for me so far, and even for people, you can watch the news, you can talk to teachers, you can talk to people in business. I think the fact that has risen to the top is that we are not made to do life alone. Mm-mm. It, it no. really doesn't matter what your background is it, beyond the world of faith or anything like that. We were created to be with other people. And I think that teachers have discovered that maybe more than any other profession, because not only do they feel it as a leader, of the kids that they are influencing, but they see it firsthand in the struggles that some of these kids are facing. I was just talking to a mom today as we were celebrating my son's birthday. And she said that her son hasn't been complaining about going to school, but she could just tell that something was off. And he finally opened up and he said, he just feels alone. Mm -hmm. And he said that he can see his friends at lunch but he can't actually be with them because of like being at a assigned table. Mm -hmm. And it has just magnified the fact. And in some ways, I think in a good way, even though no one wants to go through it, it's magnified the fact that we need to be intentional Mm -hmm. about having our people. Yes. So I'm dying to hear about your new business and your new endeavor. So what has the path that you went on, what led you to, where you are today because you're still teaching, but now you're starting this consulting business as well. Right. I think you hit the nail on the head just a second ago when you said that as a teacher, I see firsthand that these kids need community. Mm-hmm. Um, it, and it's more so than just that parents need community. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Um, especially, you know, parents raising children is, is no small feat, <laughs> no small feat. Takes a village as they say. Right. And I started to notice that and started mm-hmm. to notice that that parents a lot of times felt overwhelmed about how to raise their children and like what's right what's wrong like they're hearing so many different messages all the time and getting so much judgment all the time if they make the slightest wrong move or whatever mm-hmm. you know wrong in somebody's mind right 
Um, and it just kind of broke my heart because I have, I feel so strongly that, um, that being a parent is a calling, but it's also like such a miracle, such Mm -hmm. a blessing, Mm -hmm. um, that God bestowed upon you. And therefore he, he put you in that position for a reason. Mm -hmm. Um, he wouldn't have put you in that position if you couldn't handle it. Mm -hmm. Um, and so I think that having a community that can support you in that is so critical and Casa Design Consulting is, that's our whole vision for it, is to be that community for parents, to be that, you know, shoulder to lean on. Mm-hmm. Um, so we definitely used our teaching. I have a, my partner's name is Aubrey. She and I used our teaching backgrounds. Mm-hmm to help us build this, but our passion really lies not even with the kids so much. It's more with the parents and being there to support them and help them, guide them, give them our advice, give them the knowledge that we have learned just about child development. We have literally dedicated both of our entire college careers and Mm -hmm. also our physical careers post-college to learning about child development and learning about what is actually age-appropriate so that is what we pour into Casa is finding those age appropriate toys and materials and furniture even, um, and finding uh, dialogue, like what is actually age appropriate dialogue wise to talk to your children? Um, how do you talk to them about hard things? How do you talk to them about racism? Or mm. how do you talk to them about um, bullying? How do you talk mm. to them about making friends? Um, we we have dedicated our, our entire lives to that really. So with that knowledge, we are able to then help others and give them some advice. Um, my so the parents that would reach out to you, they wouldn't necessarily be the parents of your students. No, um, I have had some, but definitely it's, it's anybody. Anybody can reach out to us. So if they were, what give me an example or a scenario of someone who would find you as a consultant and what content would they be looking for? Yeah, so right now we are doing a service called School by Casa. And our whole mindset behind that was uh, this is a crazy school year. Mm-hmm. So we would like to help you out as much as possible. Yeah. And we can start by setting up your home environment to be appropriate for your child's learning while they're at home, whether it's their completely virtual learning, whether it's blended learning, um, or whether you're trying to homeschool this year and it's Mm -hmm. your first time ever homeschooling, um, let us help you set that up. And so we will actually come into the home and we will physically redesign a space in your home to be suitable to your child or children um, based on their age ranges. And from that, we also help parents with helping, like helping them understand how to motivate their children, how to keep their concentration, um, how many breaks that they need throughout the day, um, what kinds of breaks would be beneficial. And um, so then then it just leads into conversations, right? And so we do a lot of Zoom calls, like Mm -hmm. a lot, and (laughs) which everyone does right now. But um, that's how we have conversations with people is we'll ask you like, hey, what are you struggling with? Um, We've had a client who was really struggling with sibling conflict right now. And, you know, because we're all stuck in the home all day and they wanted some advice on that. And so we were able to help them work through that and how, how can you talk to your kids about sibling conflict and hopefully resolve it. 
Yeah. And um, so that that's what we're working on right now. That's amazing. I I honestly didn't even, I wasn't even aware that that type of tool is out there uh, because you kind of think of that as being um, not in the category of like education, but more mm-hmm. in like parenting or self-help or something like that. That is such a great resource. What has been personally the most rewarding experience you've had so far? Oh my gosh, just... Because let me step back for okay. a second. How old is this company? Uh, we're a year and a half old A year right and a half. Yeah. Wow. It's a baby company. Super but, baby. But yet, I mean, I, I guess we've been friends longer than... Time is flying. It's... Longer than yeah. in my mind. Yeah. Um, because I remember you talking about this... Oh, it's been... It's brainchild been, when... Absolutely. Yeah. Okay, yeah, so... We, I guess we first met like three... Yeah, three and years, years ago. ago. Yeah. Yeah, because mm-hmm. that's when Dan and I moved back to Cincinnati. Um, yeah, so Time it's, has flown. I know. I mean... It feels like a year, but yeah. time has flown. Um, so yeah, what's been the most rewarding thing that you've gotten to experience so far? Um, I would say it's twofold. One is definitely seeing the parents feel that sense of relief. I mean, I, like hearing it in their voice, mm-hmm. seeing it on their face of just like, oh my gosh, like that makes so much sense. And oh my gosh, my child is behaving so much better. Or oh my gosh, it's so cool to see how independent my child can actually be. I mm-hmm. had no idea. That is so, so cool to me just to, you know, help them believe in their child, but also believe in themselves as a parent. Um, So that's number one. But also my partner, she has um, two and a half year old twins. They're almost three. And watching her utilize everything that we teach others to do Mm -hmm. throughout her child rearing has been so, so cool. Like it is so cool to be with her children and see how well our system yeah. per se has, yeah. has worked. That's awesome. So how would someone get in contact with you if they're listening to this and thinking, wow, that sounds like something that could be really beneficial, especially right now, mm-hmm. considering the fact that many homes have mom and dad home, both trying to work while managing either a hybrid education or full-time virtual education with their kids. Everyone needs extra help. So how yep. could they get connected to you? Yep. So they, um, we have a website called it's www.causadesignconsulting.com. And so you're welcome to go on there. There's a link on there to set up a free phone call with us. If you just want to learn more, you can also reach out to us on our email, which is info at causadesignconsulting.com. Causa spelled Mm C-A-S-A. And, um, that would be the easiest way, but you're welcome to um, look at us on Instagram and Facebook as well. We have both those socials also. And I will for sure get all the information from you and we'll put it in the show notes so anyone can go back and and look at that as well. So one of the really exciting things that you have been featured in is Pop Sugar. And I am familiar with this, I guess it's like an online magazine because Mm -hmm. I do their workouts to Pop Sugar (laughs) Fitness. And then when I saw that you guys were featured in it, that is so exciting. So tell me a little bit about that. Yeah, it was so exciting. It really felt like that big moment where it's like, oh yeah, now we've made it. (laughs) For real, a year and a half in. (laughs) Right, right. Which, um, yeah, has been honestly so grueling because it's, you know, a baby company, you don't make money right away. Right. Yeah. So, Mm -hmm. um, it's like, Oh, is this worth it? But no, we really do feel like the mission behind it is so worth it. Mm -hmm. Um, that's why we are going to keep, keep moving along. And pop sugar was just such a, such a cool godsend moment where it's like, Oh yeah, this 
is yeah so what does what was the article about how did it feature you yeah so it's all about how to make your playroom like the most educational and um transitional space for your child so how can you make it be this amazing environment for them throughout different stages of their life and what kinds of things need to be in the room um so we got really down and dirty and really talked about specifics that we feel like are important to have in a playroom to help your child developmentally. Um, but it was cool because we were featured alongside another design company also, um, who I believe are based out of New York. And okay. um, they talk about their their side of things. So theirs is much more about the aesthetics. And so it was cool to see the pairing of you know, the really trendy designs yep. with the developmentally appropriateness that we bring to the table and melding those together in that article. That's awesome. And give me that link. We'll link that up too in Absolutely. the show notes so that people can go look up that article and maybe get like a visual snapshot of oh, yeah. what you all do. Absolutely. Well, I'm so excited just to hear what God's going to do through this new endeavor and how he's going to just reach his hand through you and impact the lives of these families, whether they are on their own faith journey or not to just see his influence through you in the lives of these children. It's yeah, really exciting. It's I'm really excited exciting. to watch. It's exciting to see the journey. I know um, we are going to be featured in the baby guide, Cincinnati baby guide here in that's December. Awesome. So I'm excited for that too. Yeah. Something to look forward to. That is, that's so great. Definitely. I'm so excited for you guys. Yeah. So on this podcast, we talk a lot about finding purpose in the promises that God has given us. So is there a particular scripture verse where you have found specific purpose? Yeah, absolutely. There's a lot. But um, the two that I thought of for this podcast specifically were Jeremiah 29, 11. That mm -hmm. really got me through South Africa. That was, um, you know, baby Christian mm -hmm. kind of time in my life where I felt really connected to God. It was really the first time that I dug deep into the Bible, mm -hmm. honestly, mm -hmm. which is so embarrassing to say, but that was my faith journey. Yeah. And um, Jeremiah 29, 11 really stuck with me then for I know the plans I have for you. And now it's Exodus three twelve That is front and center in my life, which is simply that um, for I am with you. Mm. And that's gotten me through this crazy stage of teaching mm -hmm. that I'm in right now. Yeah. Um, but it also really helped me during my, t my time with Dan, during all of the ups and downs, the ebbs and flows, and reminded me that throughout all of that, God did have a purpose in our story, even though it was challenging at the beginning. Um, God had a purpose. And we actually, I, I can get re- um, minded about our purpose all the time from friends who are like, thank you so much for sharing your story. Thank mm. you so much for opening up and, um, being willing to say that it's been hard. Mm. Um, and you know, then that has opened doors for them to open up yeah. to us and say, this is what we're struggling with. Can you be praying for us? Mm. Um, which has been so, so cool, but, um, that it, vulnerability can be so powerful. Yeah, absolutely. It was definitely, that's something I had to learn, but it mm -hmm. is, that's, yeah. I, I wish I had learned it sooner. Mm -hmm. Um, but now Dan and I are just in this incredible place. I mean, absolutely. It's, it's so fun. I really do. We, we keep saying to each other, Oh, we found our groove. We found yeah. that, that <laughs> marriage groove. 
and it is amazing. I mean, waking up each day and just feeling so blissfully happy and constantly being reminded of how, how much he loves me and how much I love him just from all the little things. I mean, he made me breakfast in bed this morning for goodness sake. So yeah, you know, it's not always the acts of service, but sometimes those are great. And, um, yeah, so we're just in this, in this wonderful place, which is such an answer to a prayer. It's a, honestly a true miracle where, Mm -hmm. you know, I've been praying for this for a long time and, um, so it's, it's really amazing. I love to hear that. Mm-hmm. And if um, you're not in the knee deep in the world of education, this is one of the questions we ask at the end. What is something that Christine loves? Mm, dancing. Oh my gosh. I love to <laughs> dance. I want to dance all the time. We are supposed to do that. I, I feel like for a long time, I've been like, oh, I want to go to that yes. dance workout class with you. And I want you to come so badly. I know. It is so much fun to dance with friends. It makes it so much better. But um, I, I mean, I could dance anytime. I do a dance workout called Dance Fix right now. Yeah. And, and I'm obsessed with it. It is my one hour a week where I'm just completely, <laughs> you cannot think about anything else because you're just Focus so severely on the choreography. Right, right. the five, six, seven, eight. (laughs) Exactly, exactly. So, no, but we are for sure going to go take a class together. We need to do it. We need to put it it on the calendar for sure. Yes, we're almost through baseball season, so we we will make that happen. Okay. And the other question that I ask is, if there is one prayer that you could have answered, what would it be? The one on my heart right now is, specifically for mothers who have experienced miscarriages or um, who struggled with infertility or who have had infant loss. Mm-hmm. Um, there are so many people in my life right now that have dealt with one of those one of those issues and it is so heartbreaking um, to be along that journey with them and side by side and you know listening to them and praying with them. Um, I just want them I just pray pray that they know that God is with them. I pray that they feel the Holy Spirit comforting them. And I also pray that their, that their prayers get answered. I love that your prayer is for all these other people that just really shows the tenderness of your heart. Yeah. And I think my love for children too. I mean, it is just something always been on my heart is, is kids. I Mm. love kids. Let it be. Thanks, Christine, for coming on my podcast and for being vulnerable and for sharing just a little bit of your story. I feel like this time always goes so quickly and there's always so much more to share, but I'm excited to watch this journey. Um, I'm excited to just kind of see your life continue to flourish and your friendships and your community just continue to grow. It's just such a gift to be able to watch that from my side. And thanks for being my friend. Absolutely, Becky. You're amazing. So thank you. Thanks for listening to another episode of the Let It Be podcast. If you would like to learn more about Casa Design Consulting or connect with Christine directly, check out the links included in the show notes. Christine has so many layers of her story that affirm the importance of pursuing passions while leaning on the shoulders and strength of community. Christine said over and over again that without the support of the people God has strategically surrounded her with, she wouldn't be where she is today. But most importantly, Christine reminded us of the promise that God is always with us. He's always with us. So as you go into this week, no matter what you face, find purpose in that promise. You can stay up to date with me and the Let It Be podcast through all the social media platforms at Becky Ziegenfuss. That's Z-I-E-G-E-N-F-U-S-S. 
Thanks again for listening and we'll see you next week.